Hi, hi, Shubhrangshu. How are you doing today? Hi, hi. How are you? Good to great, be here. Great. I'm doing great. So, uh, you know, before we start the session, I would like to set the context and the pace of discussion. So, as you know, today we'll be discussing about entrepreneurship, which is the most aspired skill of 21st century. And today we have uh, Mr. Shubhrangshu Neogi, a seasoned business leader with almost three decades of diverse multi-industry experience in various corporate roles. And for the last three years, he is on his entrepreneurial journey, right? So before we get into the discussion, I would like to hand it over to you for you to introduce yourself and, you know, tell us about your journey till now. Real pleasure to be here and good to be talking to your audience today. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I started out uh, in the mid 90s. So it's been, I spent almost 26, 27 years in various corporate leadership roles, starting in FMCG. That's where I cut my teeth in sales, marketing, distribution, etc moved into, uh, you know, retail was part of the initial core team at Reebok India, you know, launching the brand and expanding it across various geographies in India and other parts of Asia. Uh, post which I had a stint in telecom uh, for about four, four and a half years, uh, you know, and fascinating, you know, was involved with the early days of the internet, the international long distance, uh, you know, industry in India. And then also was instrumental in, uh, or, or was part of the core team that took this business to multiple countries outside of India as well. Uh, after that, you know, I had a stint in media, brief, brief one with uh, the Times of India brand. I used to manage the core, uh, the master brand Times of India based out of Bombay. Uh, post which uh, I was in consulting with an Indo-Japanese venture based out of part based out of Tokyo and Delhi. And then of course I had a very long stint uh, with Relegate, you know, the diversified uh, financial services group and was fortunate enough to be part of that journey from where they were essentially an unlisted entity at that point in time uh, into just one or two businesses and was part of the core team that, you know, pretty much was part of the story, which saw the entire listing of the holding company and diversifying into almost 10, 12 businesses across various geographies. So I uh, used to be uh, part of the core group leadership team as a CMO for the group and uh, was an exciting, exciting experience for almost 12 years. Uh, and then my last stint in the, on the corporate side was with Laureate Global Education as the Chief Operating Officer for their India business. And then 2019 Q3, I jumped into entrepreneurship. So I essentially now do a few things, you know, like any entrepreneur, have my fingers in, you know, multiple pies. So I'm executive director and uh, an early stage investor and an operating partner in a very exciting fintech venture called Escrow Pay. Escrope is a escrow focused, you know, new bank out of India. And uh, we were the first company or a first fintech to actually uh, uh, develop and deploy digital escrow solutions in India. So very exciting business, happy to be part of that. And, you know, being pioneers, we've also done a bunch of cool things. And there are some great learnings, which I'd love to share with everybody. Uh, I've also incubated, uh, you know, a growth advisory firm called Seabox Advisory, where I have a co-founder and a team. And we work with mid-tier businesses, emerging businesses at, uh, you know, the intersection, as we call it, of sales, marketing, and tech-led innovation with the objective of helping them scale and grow their businesses. Uh, that apart, I'm also a board advisor with a few, you know, interesting, exciting B2B SaaS companies, helping them grow their footprint and presence in India and this part of the world. And also, uh, you know, more recently have incubated uh, uh, and co-creating a very exciting D2C sustainable fashion brand called B77 with some friends and old associates. So again, very exciting business. But yeah, that's that. I mean, so, you know, it's been a fan fantastic journey and many learnings, 
many challenges and uh, you know uh, obviously like any journey has had its own highs and lows and uh, clearly you know i'd love to share my learnings with your audience and with everyone interesting so that's that's very interesting that you have uh, you know diversified experience in your kitty like you have you started with fmcg then you transitioned into telecom then again uh, you are into fintech so quite quite uh, diverse uh, you know profile that you are having right so that that is something which is very fascinating and quite interesting right so now you know moving on to the very first question like can you give the overview of industry size and the market dynamics that are there in in this ecosystem that we are currently right so you have seen it transition from uh, you know you you might have seen it transition in last 30 years right so it was very it might be very different uh, that time and it is very different today so right if you can shed some light over there it will be enough to be part of multiple business cycles you know from the time where it was essentially physical distribution there was no internet there were no cell phones and you know uh, i still remember the days when we were fortunate with being in sales and distribution and traveling we used to get these you know fancy sort of cell phones where incoming uh, was was actually a luxury and i still remember if you were to call me i will just quickly and, and of course we had pagers as well you know early days i'm talking about mid 90s so if somebody were to call you would say quickly you know that look uh, i'm 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 on my cell phone so you know it was more like a paging mechanism where people used to call and used to say i'll call you back from a landline so go, from those days to where we are today where you know the world essentially has pretty much come alive in that little screen is has been a fascinating journey that apart you know of course uh, out of b school you know uh, privatization because early days of privatization lot was changing new multinationals were coming in right uh, from a consumer standpoint you didn't have too many choices you know when we were growing up and in our early days and uh, uh, you know uh, if your friend and family or friends and family were traveling abroad you actually used to give them a laundry list of things uh, to buy and shop you know from duty free and otherwise but again having seen that to where we are today with you know leading brands uh, of the world all in india so you know um, you know be it infrastructure be it brands be it uh, you know the telecom revolution the digital you know it is india is like any other uh, you know uh, developed country today right and uh, the economy of course is going from strength to strength and a lot has happened you know even on the government front over the last few years be it you know uh, uh, an impetus towards you know a less cash economy to digital payments uh, to uh, you know uh, the proliferation of the internet mobile i think it's been a fascinating journey right and even from a sales and distribution standpoint i mean you had your typical linear physical distribution you know those days uh, to what we call as a digital distribution today right uh, from a consumer standpoint as i see it i mean the consumer is much more aware okay uh, the consumer doesn't want to be sold anything uh, or told anything the consumers are far more evolved and uh, you know brands obviously need to uh kind of get into a conversation uh in order to really uh sort of uh, uh be part of any consumer's life and the other big change has been you know uh the sort of non linear consumer decision journey as we've seen over the years i mean earlier you had the typical ida model you know where it was very linear where people used to see ads communication and there was stimuli based on which people used to go and buy stuff and uh brands used to market themselves but now you know the consumer decision journey is non linear you know as we all know it 
I mean, if you were to buy something and your generation was to buy something, even my generation to buy something, we'd actually do our own research. We'll go on social media, we'll talk to friends, you know, we'll see what's there, you know, offline in, in stores. Uh, we will get influenced by multiple things, we'll reference out, and then we'll make our decision. So I think that's been a big change. And, you know, consumers have changed, their decision journeys have changed, the macros have changed, you know, aspirations have changed, awareness levels have gone up. So therefore, you know, for brands, et cetera, and for companies to, uh, to sort of uh, engage with consumers has become that much more challenging. And, and the sheer, uh, you know, proliferation of brands at the retail level, I think is amazing. I mean, every category that you see today, uh, you know, whether it's beauty and personal care, food and beverages, telecom, there's a plethora of choices. You know, gone are the days where there was, you know, kind of a duopoly or a monopoly, barring a few sectors. I think there are plethora of choices. So I think getting, uh, you know, that mind space of the consumer is very, very challenging, right? And India continues to be a vibrant market. So every day, you know, some new brand is not being launched. Every day, uh, you know, something new is happening. Very exciting, you know, compared to what it was where most of, you know, 20 years back when most of the action was happening, let's say in other parts of Asia or in the West, in the last few years, I think that center or uh, 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 the seat of power or the center of action has actually shifted to India, you know, because if you go out on the roads today, if you see the infrastructure, the way it's changed, the way things are growing, I mean, there's only one way to grow and that's northwards. So exciting times. And I think I've been fortunate enough uh, among, you know, some other people as well, my peers and colleagues, etc., who've been fortunate enough to see this entire, you know, sort of cycle starting from the mid nineties uh, to the early 2000s, the early internet boom. Uh, to, you know, uh, the 2008 crisis, uh, to what we see, uh, you know, in the last few years in terms of digitization, the digital push, demonetization, uh, you know, the, the, um, the GST regime coming in, you know, the new tax regime coming in. So, yeah, I mean, exciting journey. Interesting. So, so uh, I believe you have summed it up pretty, pretty well, like from where it started and what we are or where we are today and how the perception has changed in terms of consumer and in terms of brands as well, right? So, so uh, interesting, interesting uh, right there. So now what that brings me to my next question, like how mature is the Indian startup or entrepreneur segment as compared to the rest of the world, right? So when we benchmark it with, uh, you know, let's say developed countries or top countries in the world, so where does India stand? from uh, that point. Especially in the last couple of years. I mean, you know, the proof of the pudding is in the number of unicorns uh, that have come out of this market and emerged in the last couple of years, COVID notwithstanding. So I think that's a great sign. The other uh, good thing is that, you know, it's a very uh, sort of a diverse mix when it comes to founders. I mean, on one hand, you have youngsters just out of college and B-school uh, getting into the entrepreneurial journey, which, you know, brings that gush of fresh air and new energy, enthusiasm, etc. And on the other hand, you also have a lot of founders who worked for maybe 10, 15, 20 years plus, and you know, people like me, with hopefully some gray hairs and some, you know, wisdom coming in, and setting up something of their own. So I think that whole uh, culture of entrepreneurship, uh, I think has evolved. Okay, earlier, uh, when we were growing up, and when we were in our early days, if people would say that, look, I'm becoming an entrepreneur, people uh, probably had a different perception. But today, becoming an entrepreneur, A, is easier. You know, the and, and ecosystem is more enabling, right? Availability of capital is, is definitely there. But, you know, the basics haven't changed. So if you were to build a good foundation or a solid business, be it entrepreneurship or be it in a, any corporate role, I think the fundamentals of business have not changed. So I think uh, that's, that's where we are. 
and in terms of the ecosystem it has definitely much more enabling and much more uh, sort of uh, you know welcoming than what it was earlier it's definitely evolved quality of founders quality of entrepreneurs obviously uh, you know has has evolved and and people uh, you know have gone through their own set of learnings and uh, they've been quick to pivot i mean people who've been in this journey especially some uh, you know startups uh, which have sort of grown and evolved over the years over the last maybe 8 10 years have also had their share of learnings and they've pivoted effectively but net net i think uh, you know it's an exciting space india has a huge consumer market uh, even from a you know b2b standpoint you know there are businesses who are making here and you know sort of selling abroad so i think there are uh, great opportunities both for b2c and b2b businesses and correct right so there's another segment uh, altogether that is coming in like d2c you also started your d2c brand where you know direct to consumer is is the new new uh, you know brand that is going on in the market i believe right so uh, that brings me to my next question like what are the key driving factors for the industry in india specifically entrepreneurship as a whole or a startup ecosystem as a whole so uh, you know i think uh, basically uh, you know you need to have a good idea okay and if you have a good idea uh, you need to bring it to life because you know beyond a point it's not just about ideation or strategy it's about solid execution okay and then of course you need to surround yourself with a very very strong team okay at times founders get so involved with their idea that you know they probably don't uh, spend enough time in terms of building a good solid execution team i think that's very important third thing is always you know have a good um, you know bunch of people sounding board uh, or a you know advisory board who can actually help you with some outside in thinking because you know when you are building your product it's or or your solution you know and taking to the market it's very important to think intuitively and i think most people do and uh, we've seen a lot of you know successful inside uh, so out thinking uh, in the market but at the same time it's good to have a counterpoint it's good to have a contraview and therefore it's very important to have a good solid advisory board so surround yourself by good solid people well wishers whether it's a structured advisory board mentors etc but you know as an entrepreneur the decision is yours you know most people i have seen that even if they're getting advice at times they get too carried away and and you know sort of uh, get overtly dependent on advisors ultimately advisors are not going to you know uh, drive your business you have to drive your own business as a founder so i think that's critical you know uh, so therefore uh, uh, having your own point of view is very very critical after having absorbed you know uh, things from the ecosystem secondly as i said having a good execution and a strong team is very important uh, and you know people are really pretty much at the part of everything that uh, you need to do in a business so therefore you can't ignore that third is uh, you know uh, while it's good to have a great idea i think execution is very important so at times you know you you should strive for perfection but as i say you know at times uh, progress is better than perfection right the fourth thing is you need to understand your consumer very well you know at times you know you built a product but there is not enough understanding of the consumer you know ultimately the consumer is going to consume your solution and your offering or your product right so understanding of the consumer is very very critical and the fifth of course is this whole thing of going to market you know initially i think uh, you need to be very very frugal you need to ensure that your model is capital efficient it's throwing cash it's not just about uh, you know creating a hype and valuation etc because you know i strongly believe valuation is an outcome as i said you know over the last 20 30 years whatever businesses i've seen and been part of as long as you tick the right boxes as long as your fundamentals are fine you know valuation will follow capital will follow and recognition will follow so i think getting the basics right 
for any entrepreneur is very very important so that you know that that very very uh, sort of a you know uh, straight and strong focus in terms of your pnl priorities in terms of capital deployment in terms of throughput in terms of whether the business you know is actually generating cash or not i think those are some of the very basic priorities you need to take care of among other things right so now you know i'm sure that you might have also faced a lot of challenges while uh, you know you you were on your entrepreneurial journey right so what are the key challenges that are faced by entrepreneurs today yeah it's a i mean you know it's a challenge i mean you know whoever thought that entrepreneurship was easy it's not easy because you know if you were to look at uh, when you were in a sort of a conventional role 30th of the month you have a very very cushy scenario where there's a you know inflow of cash coming in your your you know everything is taken care of right you're in a very cushy and a sort of relatively relatively comfortable position but when it comes to entrepreneurship uh, as they say you know in hindi ki har roz naya kuwa khodna padta hai aur pani nikalna padta hai so i think that is the key for any entrepreneur big small mid tier etc and and that journey is an is a, is an ongoing journey the second thing is you need to obviously uh be uh you know continuously looking at new things and doing new things and trying new things so you know as they say you know you have to keep doing ab testing keep firing bullets and hopefully if you fired 10 bullets maybe two or three sort of hit the target or they hit the bullseye so before firing big cannon balls and you know really kind of you know uh, sort of uh, investing uh, capital up front you need to fire those small bullets do some experiments see what works what doesn't work do some ab testing you know uh keep uh, uh, you know looking at the consumer because you know you will win some you will lose some actually lose more than winning uh, winning more so therefore you should not lose heart you should be absolutely focused in terms of doing what you're doing and you know thirdly i think uh, you need to be flexible and open to new ideas you know tomorrow you should not be completely you know so uh, sort of passionate about your own idea that you you fail to think dispassionately i think you need to be objective you to be an objective thinker think dispassionately and if your idea is not working be quick to pivot so i think those are some of the challenges which uh, people you know have faced and they've overcome these challenges by sticking to basics by being nimble by being agile and more importantly having a very very clear view of what the market wants and what the reality is out there and of course being capital efficient being frugal you know trying out new things yet as i said not firing those cannon balls too soon but before you fire the big cannon balls try and fire a few bullets and see what hits the bullseye and what does so so uh, i'm sure while you uh, were on or you are on your journey right so you there might be certain milestones that you might have achieved so you know in, in terms of you know your contributions towards the industry so if you can shed uh, some light over there probably talk about one or two instances uh, it'll be great no no sure so i think if you look at escrow pay today i think it's a very very exciting business escrow pay is india's first uh, you know escrow focused neo bank as i said you know we were the first company to have digitally uh, developed escrow solutions and deployed them you know seamlessly we started out as a b2c business but now we are an enterprise focused b2b business enabling pat- platforms and businesses uh, with instant digital escrow solutions so that they in turn uh, can actually uh, queue in trust and transparency in transactions on their platforms for their buyers and sellers right so i think that's a very exciting business and we were the first one to actually do this in india uh, of course inspired by some successful global models but i think escrope has been a fantastic journey we've scaled up very very rapidly you know in the last couple of years a couple of years 
and 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 covid actually was uh, you know a sort of a watershed for us because you know because of covid supply chains were breaking down trust and transparency were breaking down when it came to transactions you know uh, remote transactions were becoming a reality so escrow was the only answer and you know banks today um, because of systemic limitations etc offer escrows but you know it is a very lengthy process it's largely manually driven uh, it it has its own you know complications so i think as a fintech we partnered with banks and people in the banking ecosystem to actually create something innovative so today uh, we can actually you know uh, sort of deliver digital escrow solution which can be delivered instantly which was uh, something which was unheard of a few years back till the time we actually started it and yeah i mean we keep uh, sort of disrupting uh, you know the payments and collections ecosystem in india through our solution so that's that's clearly on the escrow payment uh, at cbox advisory you know we are a classical advisory firm so we work with a lot of emerging businesses uh, you know with with mid tier businesses and people who want to scale and grow and as i said you know we work at the intersection of sales marketing and digital innovation and there too we've seen that you know there is a lot of headroom and legroom for growth and people who are into traditional distribution there is a lot of hunger a lot of ambition to, uh, to to sort of disrupt their own categories they are not scared to take chances and and they would want to kind of try out new things and that's where you know the cbox team comes in and holds them and works along with them to really uh, you know keep raising the bar in terms of innovation in terms of scale growth and helping them go to the next level uh, uh, few other businesses that i'm working with you know as i said you know the b77 business which is a you know where i'm happy to be a you know shareholder as well as uh, you know part of the sort of uh, founding team from the from the sidelines as i call it you know we have a great team there uh, it's a great brand uh, you know and uh, we are into sustainable fashion and catering to discerning audiences and we also leverage technology so you know which was again unheard of so you know we we are the first ones in uh, india and we said we seem to actually deploy um, a digital trial room you know technology enabled uh, your virtual trial room you know through heat mapping technologies etc which enables people remotely to try out clothes before you order so that i think you know takes care of sizes takes care of returns takes care of some some basic pain areas in the whole buying process as well as you know pains for um, manufacturers and brands right very solid founding team with about you know more than two decades in traditional manufacturing exports etc and uh, you know they were brave and they were brave and you know to and 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 sort of innovative enough to say that hey now that we've been on the manufacturing side you know uh, sort of on the on the back end why don't we launch our own d2c brand so i think a lot of entrepreneurs are thinking that way a lot of entrepreneurs are you know embracing technology embracing innovative ideas and i think uh, it's a very fertile ecosystem right so today if somebody were to go out there and uh, try and do something i think this is the best time and the sooner you do it uh, the better you know i keep encouraging a lot of youngsters that look if you're thinking entrepreneurship uh, don't procrastinate don't don't say that you know i will do it when i have i've done it you know i think i've i you know uh, jumped into it maybe a little too uh, late you know at times i feel so i could have probably done that 10 years back but again you know at that time the maybe the enabling ecosystem or the ecosystem was not enabling enough but today things have changed so it's a very fertile world out there lot of innovations happening lot of action happening and uh, you know there are interesting technologies which which are sort of um, you know emanating from this market and then going global so i think this is the best time for youngsters or even otherwise uh, to kind of keep jumping in and and uh, sort of uh, you know keep disrupting
Correct. That's quite interesting. So that brings me to my last question. Although you touched upon this a little bit, like, uh, you know, what is your piece of advice for, you know, anyone who is willing to start or anyone who is looking to start his or her entrepreneurial journey? Right. Very simple. Yeah. You know, business is not very complicated. I think people at times complicated as we've read in the books and as we've seen while growing up, there's a revenue side, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, there's a expense side, okay, of any PNL. I think sticking to your PNL basics is very, very, very important. You can't have a great idea and you can't keep burning cash because ultimately it's going to catch up, you know, and, and it's going to really pull you back. So uh, definitely stick to basics. You know, if you have a great idea, stick to execution because execution is very important, right? Uh, surround yourself with good people. Team is very important. And more importantly, and most importantly, I think it's about, uh, you know, not losing focus of the big picture. So a combination of the big picture with, uh, you know, a rigorous uh, focus on execution and a diligent approach to PNL mechanics. Uh, and of course, you know, the right people and all this put together uh, are definitely, and if you do them well, you know, valuation is an outcome, value creation is an outcome. So don't be in a hurry, be patient. And, you know, grow your business, uh, uh, as I call it, anxiety-free. It's a journey. Enjoy the journey. And if you enjoy the journey, uh, and if you enjoy doing what you're doing, results will follow. Correct. Of course, there is no guarantee. There are no guarantees. There are no free lunches. And there is no assurance that you will succeed. But at least ensure that while you're in this journey, enjoy your journey. Be passionate about doing what you're doing. Do the right things. Get the basics right you know, valuation and other metrics and other success, um, you know, sort of uh, barometers will fall. Correct. Correct. That's quite true. Right. So it was a lovely conversation, Shubrangshu. That's, that's about it from my end. So it was a pleasure having you uh, on board with us for this discussion. And I'm sure uh, I, I personally have a couple of key takeaways from this discussion. And I'm sure the audience will also, you know, have, have their set of takeaways. So it was nice interacting with you, Sudhanshu. Thanks. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure for taking time out, uh, you know, for this chat. And uh, I hope uh, you know, uh, you know, people who are listening in, people who are viewing this, uh, would find this useful. And uh, you know, I'm I'm an open networker, as I told you earlier. Uh, I'm available on LinkedIn. People can reach out to me. Always a pleasure, you know, to meet up with young people, with entrepreneurs, and uh, try and do my bit for the ecosystem. Correct. Correct. Thank you. Thanks a lot.